Hello, and welcome to our last episode of Season 6 of Local Gov Life from ICMA. I'm your host, Rob Carty. The start of a new decade is a great time to think about where you want to be in your career in the years ahead. So this season, we've been offering some career and coaching advice to help you with your personal and professional growth plan to help you thrive as you navigate your career. This episode comes at a critical time as our communities struggle through crises on many fronts. As a leader, it is your job to build and rebuild trust in you and your organization. Trust is key as you are working to rebuild and recover while also ensure the equitable delivery of local government services. Trust is the currency of our profession. You will hear from ICMA members who have experience leading during divisive times and generate ideas that you can start implementing now. Our speakers today were featured in a very popular ICMA coaching webinar, Promoting Trust in a Divisive World. Our first segment features Frank Benest, ICMA liaison for Next Generation Initiatives and former city manager for Palo Alto, California. Frank has written more than 80 ICMA Career Compass columns and is a passionate advocate for coaching, mentoring, and developing teams. Frank has been working in local government since the 1970s and shares what he has learned from his wide range of experiences in the profession. Frank explains why trust is so important in local government. Any stakeholder group inside us or any stakeholder group in the community can block you and block your proposed solution. The big challenges of the day are adaptive, not technical challenges. Filling potholes, for example, is a technical challenge. Addressing the gang problem or the opioid uh, epidemic or homelessness, adaptive challenges. With these adaptive challenges, there are no right or wrong solutions. Value conflicts abound. Um, Every stakeholder group has its own uh, preferred solution. It is your job as leaders, especially during crises, to implement actions and provide essential services to the public. Leaders need to be aware of the trust deficits inside and outside their organizations. Leaders need trust. Yet we must acknowledge significant trust deficits in internally in our organizations as well as externally outside our organizations. Even though we face distrust, leaders must still act amidst all the uncertainty. If we're going to improve communities and our organizations, we have to act. We can't let uh, distrust One easy way to increase trust both externally and internally is by creating work groups with key community stakeholders. Frank explains how this helps build confidence in solutions you put in place. As David White says, leadership is the art of conversation. With whom are you having conversation? What's the content of the conversation? And most importantly, are you truly open to the conversation? Uh, we acknowledged uh, the problem and addressed them. We didn't believe it was a problem. If people problem, it was therefore a problem. Um, we showed our work for transparent. And most importantly, we ensured that everybody got their fingerprint on the solution. Um, so my original solution became everyone's shared solution as it morphed over time. Frank goes on to explain a common misstep in local government. We all in local government think buy-in, we talk buy-in. You know, we want um, buy-in from employees, from the governing board, from community groups. However, if we seek buy-in, we will fail. Buy-in is inherently manipulative. We want others to buy 
our idea that we are people can smell buy-in a mile away, and they will resist the idea even if it's a great, great solution. Frank ends this segment with a key piece of advice for leaders at every stage of their career. In real conversations, you don't have to be right. Uh, that's key to trust building. Uh, as Alan Alda, the actor, uh, once said, real listening is a willingness to let the other party change you. And that's what happens, hopefully, in authentic conversations. Our next segment features Deputy City Manager of Durham, North Carolina, Wanda Page. She begins this segment by highlighting her insights on trust. Trust building starts before any incident and not during it. Uh, Management must always respond quickly, and there needs to be a great deal of thought, review, and analysis around the repair if trust is lost and repair becomes necessary. Well, I can pretty much uh, assure you that it will make the situation worse. As Wanda stated, during tough situations, there will be urgency within your organization and from the community to take immediate action that can help restore community trust. However, if you do not take a measured and well-planned approach to rebuild trust, this could lead to even more divisiveness and conflict within your community. Wanda goes on to share an experience her organization went through where trust in the city was tested, and they took measured approaches to rebuild that trust. In 2018, Durham experienced a major waterline break, and the repair took around eight hours. Wanda explains what happened next. Very shortly after the repair, uh, our repair uh, employees were noticed actually making the repair because it was so extensive. And after the repair was complete, an environmental scientist in the community notified our department, water department, that the soil where the repair was taking place was known to be contaminated with arsenic and lead. This knowledge had been present, it had been known by some for about 12 years. During the, after the notification and before we were actually in a in a position to have everything lined up to send these employees in for testing, 25 days passed. That is, an, that is a long time. The delay in testing caused mistrust within the organization between employees and management. When the situation was made public by the frustrated employees, it also resulted in a loss of trust within the community. The community raised concerns about the safety of the water system and the safety of employees. In response, Durham took an all-hands-on-deck approach to help regain trust. All departments worked to develop a plan to engage and educate the employees and the community. This included connecting the impacted employees and their families with subject matter experts. So we performed additional tests on the site and communicated the results of those tests for reassurance that the risk was actually contained and employees were safe. Uh, We even tested water in our water distribution system uh, in the area to assure residents that were drinking water, the city's water, that the water that they were drinking was safe. So as you can tell, this sort of expanded, you know, quite a ways from just a a repair in one one general um, one uh, area. Immediately, we began uh, collecting information from federal and state databases to document possible soil contamination areas to prevent future worksite exposure. 
And this was a very important part of what we did because, as I mentioned, it was knowledge, not, you know, knowledge was available that that particular site had contamination on it before our workers were even dispatched to, to go there. But we were not, we didn't have that information in an accessible place. Uh, and there could have been a different type of response to the water main break if we would have been a little more proactively collecting data uh, in order to ensure that the right crews went out. So we even went so far as to, the, the situation became you know, such high profile, we removed the entire section of that damaged uh, water line in the affected area just from our water system. You know, we, we responded to news media inquiries regarding concerns that were consistently uh, being raised by our employees and the public. The biggest takeaway from this approach is that Durham listened and visibly responded to those concerns. Being transparent in your response is a great way for the community to regain confidence in the organization. Wanda closes out this segment by sharing some key takeaways from this situation. As you can tell, we certainly had some lessons learned in this situation. Trust building starts before the incident, not during it. Uh, we need that equity in the bank before crisis. Uh, we do think um, this whole response to this incident probably lasted about, I would say about a week and a half to two weeks. Um, and we believe if we didn't have uh, a certain amount of trust, which I tried to demonstrate a little earlier that we work on it all the time, uh, it probably could have blown up into a much bigger situation uh, and lasted a lot longer. But we do acknowledge that management um, must respond faster. We should have responded uh, faster in this particular situation once it became known uh, that there was a, a potential problem and this lack of response caused some of the unnecessary fear and distrust by staff. In our final segment, Scott Morelli, City Manager of South Portland, Maine, explains how ethics can help you gain trust and retain the confidence of the public. The three kind of key takeaways, even though I have a few more than this for folks, the three kind of key points that I want to make is um, be sure to learn from your past, both the good, the bad, and the ugly, um, kind of kind of that old phrase, uh, those who uh, don't know their history are doomed to repeat it. So I think that's an important uh, point. Being transparent is another one. I think you probably hear this all the time, of course, we want to be transparent in local government, but you know, even going beyond that, the kind of uh, no comment is no good, uh, you know, um, that that phrase doesn't inspire a lot of trust when um, people hear it. And then also ethics certainly matter, um, you know, making sure we're doing the right thing is paramount to helping to maintain or regain public trust. And so if you're doing something, um, you know, uh, that's not ethical, whether you it's you or your staff, they're kind of like those self-inflicted wounds uh, you give yourself a, a black eye, and, and you certainly, um, you know, want to avoid the, uh, that from hap that from happening. South Portland has not been immune to controversy. Scott shared multiple stories about how city decisions and policies led to conflicts within the community and criticisms of community leadership. 
These situations were wide-ranging from a new million-dollar fire truck catching fire to incidents of racial profiling and discrimination. Throughout each of these controversial incidents, Scott explained how the community took a transparent and collaborative approach. So uh, in August of uh, this year, um, I piggybacked on Martha Perigo from ICMA attending our state association's annual conference and giving a presentation on ethics, and I had her come do a mandatory training for all of our employees here in South Portland. Uh, I really felt that uh, even though I thought, I think most of our employees are doing the right thing, um, it doesn't hurt to make sure uh, that you train them on ethical behavior. And so um, we did that, that uh, training in a couple of sessions during one day, and uh, we do have more trainings to come on this uh, topic. And it, and it led to some good discussion. Um, you know, one of the examples that we heard was we talked about acceptance of gifts, and apparently maybe 10, 15 years ago at a at a conference that the city paid for uh, one of our department heads to attend, they won a truck. And would the public approve if they know about that, that this person won a truck at a conference and took it home and, and did our policy address this kind of a thing? Scott continues sharing what he feels is a useful asset to his organization. One of the things that I would really recommend to you and your organization, if it, if it, even though these are somewhat common, um, is make sure you do have an ethics policy as part of your personnel policy. Um, you should definitely address off-duty conduct, uh, acceptance of gifts, political activities, uh, you know, supporting candidates for any sort of office, um, and especially prohibiting that on city time, using city resources or, or misusing city resources, the case may be, and uh, conflicts of interest. And, and it's really important to instill this in employees from day one. Scott closes out our episode with some lessons learned. Finally, just some of the lessons that I've learned from these things and, and wanted to share with you is uh, certainly be transparent. I think more information not less is key to building public trust, trying to avoid that um, appearance that decisions are just made in those behind uh, the scenes, uh, smoke, cigar smoke-filled rooms. Dealing with issues immediately is very important. Others have said this too. The longer an incident goes unanswered, the more that public speculation and misinformation will be spread, and then it's hard to kind of get the toothpaste back in the bottle once that happens. Again, you can only deal with things one step at a time. So we've got a lot of issues here that, as I've noted, that, and I haven't even mentioned all of them, frankly, but there's a lot of mistrust here, and uh, we can only deal with that one issue at a time by doing the right thing and hopefully slowly building back that trust. We also need to make sure that as public servants, we're not afraid to admit mistakes. So as the example I showed you when the third-party uh, consultant said that we actually had uh, not done what the ordinance, uh, they thought the ordinance said uh, could be done, um, that, that we reversed course there. And then finally, new eyes, whether it's that third-party consultant or you coming into an organization as a new manager, um, you know, you have an opportunity, opportunity to identify and correct things that may have just been the norm previously and, and part of that whole we've always done it that way mentality. So new eyes can definitely help with these situations. That's our show for today. Thanks for listening. For more coaching tips, check out ICMA's coaching program at icma.org coaching. Read the Career Compass advice column, connect with a one-on-one -on -one coach, or view a live or one of many archived webinars. Compliments of ICMA. The coaching program offers value for people at any stage of their careers. Everyone benefits from sharing leading ideas and gaining perspectives from others who can help them see their situation and opportunities from a different point of view. Please subscribe to Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And if you like Local Gov Life, please tell a friend and leave us a, preferably, five-star review to help other local government professionals find us. And follow ICMA on our social channels to comment on the podcast and continue the conversation. 
Thanks again for listening to Local Gov Life, and we'll see you next time.